Section 68 of Up One Pair of Stairs of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Candace Stellick, Dallas, Texas. Up One Pair of Stairs of My Bookhouse. Edited by Olive Bapure Miller. Heidi in the Alpine Pasture by Joanna Speary. Heidi was awakened by a loud whistle, and as she opened her eyes, a yellow sunbeam shining through the opening fell on her bed and turned it and all the hay that was spread about the loft to glistening gold. She looked about her with astonishment and could not make out where she was. Soon she heard her grandfather's deep voice, and it all came back to her how she came there, and that now she lived with her grandfather up on the alm how glad was she to awake in her new home and to think of all the coming day had in store for her above all of schwanli and barley the goats springing up she soon had on all her clothes down the ladder she ran and away out of doors there stood peter the goat herd with his goats and her grandfather brought out his from the stall that they might join the flock hardy bade both them and the goats a good morning would you like to go with peter to the pasture asked the old man the child jumped for joy she was so delighted her grandfather then went into the hut and soon called out to peter come here goat general and bring your knapsack peter obeyed in surprise and opened his bag in which was his poor little dinner wider wider said the old man and put in a big piece of bread and another piece of cheese peter opened his eyes as wide as ever he could for the pieces were each twice as large as his own now the mug goes in too for the little one can't drink as you do from the goats themselves no indeed and you must milk this twice full at noon for the child will go with you and stay till you come back in the evening now take care that she does not fall off the cliffs heidi was soon ready and off they went climbing joyfully up the alm the wind had swept the last trace of cloud from the sky which was of a wonderful dark blue the green alp was covered with blue and yellow flowers and their wide open petals seemed laughing back at the sun while everything shimmered and shone heidi scampered hither and thither shouting for joy now it was a whole group of red primroses one place was perfectly blue with lovely genetians and here and everywhere the tender blossoms of the yellow buttercups nodded and laughed in the sunlight carried away with delight by all the beckoning glistening flowers the child forgot the goats and peter also running now forwards now back again first on this side then on that for here they were like red and there like yellow sparkles and she was tempted in every direction gathering great handfuls of flowers she stuffed them all into her apron for she must carry them home with her and placed them in the hay in her bedroom to make it look there as it did on the alp poor peter was obliged to keep his eyes about him to-day for the goats were like heidi they ran about everywhere while peter must whistle and shout and swing his rod to bring together all the wanderers where have you gone to now heidi he called out here came back the reply from somewhere peter could see no one for heidi sat on the ground behind a little mound that was covered with the sweetest smelling prune flowers and the whole air was perfumed heidi had never breathed anything so perfectly delicious come here now 
shouted peter you must not fall over the cliffs your grandfather has forbidden it where are the cliffs asked the child but did not stir from her seat for with every breeze the sweet perfume was wafted to her nostrils up there above we have still a good bit to climb so come along up there at the very top sits the old eagle and screams this stirred the little girl she jumped up and ran towards her companion with her apron full of flowers she now kept along with peter and the goats too went in better order for they scented the sweet herbs from their pasture on the heights afar and pushed forward without pausing the pasture where peter usually stopped and made his resting place for the day lay at the foot of the peak which rose steep and naked towards the sky its base clothed with scrub trees and bushes on one side of the alp the great rocks were divided by steep clefts and chasms and the old man was quite right to warn them against falling there as they now had reached the highest point peter took off his knapsack placing it carefully in a little hollow where it would be sheltered from the wind which blew often in strong gusts up so high on the mountain this peter knew very well and he did not mean to see his knapsack with the nice dinner go rolling down the hillside then he stretched himself his full length on the sunny sod to rest after the steep climb heidi had also tucked her apron into the same hollow with the knapsack having rolled it up with all the flowers in it then she seated herself beside peter and looked about her on every side below lay the valley in the full glow of the morning sun before her was a huge white snowfield rising towards the dark blue heaven to the left an enormous mass of rocks was piled up on each side of which stood a pillar of rock bald and jagged against the blue sky heidi thought the pinnacles were looking down at her and she sat there as still as a little mouse and looked and looked on every side all was still only a light soft breeze stirred the blue harebells and the shining yellow buttercups that grew all about and stood nodding to her on their slender stalks peter had fallen asleep and the goats climbed here and there and up into the bushes never was the child so happy in her life she drank in the golden sunlight the fresh air the sweet perfume of the flowers and longed for nothing but to stay where she was forever thus a long long time passed and heidi gazed at the needles of rock above her so long and steadfastly that they seemed to have gotten faces and to be returning her gaze like old friends when suddenly she heard above her a loud sharp scream as she looked up a huge bird circled overhead such as she had never seen before with widespread wings it soared through the air and in great sweeps came back again and again screaming aloud and piercing over heidi's head peter peter wake up cried heidi aloud see the eagle is here look look peter roused himself at her cry and the children gazed at the bird which rose higher and higher disappearing at last in the blue ether over the gray rocks where is he now asked heidi who had watched the bird with breathless interest in his home up there oh how beautiful to live up there but why does he scream so because he must let us climb up there to see his home suggested heidi oh 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 cried peter and each o was louder than the last even the goats are not able to climb up there and the om uncle said you must not fall over the cliff 
after this peter began to whistle and call so loudly that heidi did not know what had happened but the goats knew well enough and came running and jumping and were soon all gathered on the green field some nibbled at the sweet grass others ran here and there while some stood opposite each other a little way apart and butted playfully with their horns springing to her feet heidi ran in amidst the goats for she found it a new pleasure to see the dear little creatures gambling together so happily and she too jumped from one to another to make herself acquainted with each separately for each had its own peculiarities and looked and behaved differently while heidi played with the goats peter had fetched the knapsack and arranged the four parcels of food in a square on the grass the big ones on heidi's side and the little ones on his then he filled the mug with fresh milk from schwinley and placed it in the middle of the square then he called to heidi to come but he had to call again and again longer than to the goats for the child was so delighted with a thousand movements and pranks of her new playfellows that she saw and heard nothing further peter understood how to make himself heard he shouted so very loud that he could have been heard up on the rocks causing heidi to run as fast as she could and then the table looked so inviting that she hopped about it for joy stop dancing about it is time to eat said peter seating himself and beginning is the milk for me asked heidi as she took her seat yes he replied and the two biggest packages are yours also and when you have emptied the mug you can have another full from schwinley and when you have finished tis my turn and where do you get your milk asked the little girl curiously from my goat from snail do begin heidi began at last with the milk and when she had emptied the mug peter rose and filled it again heidi broke some of her bread into it and then handed the rest of it to peter it was a big piece twice as large as his which he had already eaten together with the rest of his dinner she gave him also her big lump of cheese saying you can have it all i have had enough peter stared at heidi with his big eyes in speechless astonishment for never in his life had he been able to say that he had enough and could give something away he hesitated a little for he could not believe that heidi was in earnest but the child held her pieces towards him again and when he did not take them she laid them on his knee when he saw that she was serious he took his present nodded for thanks and pleasure and made forthwith the heartiest meal that had fallen his share since he first tended the goats while he ate heidi watched the flock what are their names peter said she he knew them all and could remember them easily enough so he began and named them one after the other without hesitating and pointed at each with his finger as he spoke to this lesson heidi gave all her attention and soon she too could name them all for each had its peculiarity which was easily learned with a little pains there was the big turk with his strong horns who was forever butting the others so that they generally scampered away when he came towards them and would have nothing to do with such a rough comrade only the bold and slender thistle-bird did not avoid him but struck out sharply once twice sometimes six times until the great turk stood still in astonishment and did not try again soon and the little white snowball who was always bleeding beseechingly often heidi ran to it taking its head between her hands to comfort it she put her arm round the little creature's neck saying sympathizingly 
what ails you snowball the animal nestled confidingly against the little girl and was quiet again and peter called out from his seat explaining snowball's trouble between each mouthful she does that because her old one does not come with us any more she has been sold to manfeld the day before yesterday and will not come any more to the alm who is the old one asked heidi pooh its mother was the reply where is the grandmother asked the child has none or the grandfather has none oh you poor little snowball said heidi tenderly pressing the goat softly to her side but now don't cry so any more i will come here every day with you then you will not be lonely and if you are feeling very badly you may come to me snowball rubbed her head trustingly on heidi's shoulder and bleated no more when peter had finished his dinner he came again to look after his flock by far the loveliest and cleanest of the goats were schwinley and barley the animals had begun again to climb up towards the bushes each in its own way one springing lightly over every obstacle others carefully searching all along the way for a good mouthful turk trying now and then to give someone a blow schwinley and barley climbing prettily and lightly finding the best bushes and eating in a delicate and dainty manner heidi stood with her hands behind her back watching all that went on suddenly peter sprang to his feet and was after the goats with great leaps heidi followed him for something must have happened and she could not stay behind away went peter through the flock towards the side of the alp where the rocks rose up steep and naked and where a heedless goat might easily fall while climbing he saw that the giddy thistlebird had strayed in that direction and he ran after her only just in time for she had reached the very edge of the precipice as he was about to seize her he tripped and fell catching her only by the leg as he came down but he held her fast though she bleated with surprise and anger to find herself held while she persisted in pressing forward peter called loudly for heidi he was unable to rise and seemed to himself almost pulling the little goat's leg off she was so determined to go on in a trice heidi was there saw the danger of his situation and of the goats pulling quickly a sweet-smelling herb she held it under thistlebird's nose saying soothingly come come little goat come and be good thistlebird see now you might have fallen and that would have hurt you sadly the goat turned quickly about to nibble at the herb held out by heidi and was quite content but peter having regained his feet hastened to seize the string that hung from her collar while heidi took the collar from the other side and they led the wanderer between them to rejoin the rest of the flock which was peaceably feeding below once peter had his goat in safety again he raised his rod and was about to whip her soundly while thistlebird drew back in alarm for she saw what was coming heidi however screamed out no peter no you must not strike her she deserves it he said angrily and was about to strike but the child seized him by the arm calling out you must let her alone her companion stood staring in surprise at her commanding tones and flashing eyes while he dropped his arm saying so then she may go if you will give me some of your cheese tomorrow he felt that he must have something for his trouble you may have it all tomorrow and every day for i do not care for it said heidi and a big piece of bread also as i gave you today but you must promise me not to strike thistlebird nor snowball nor any of the goats it's all the same to me said peter 
that was his way of promising and he let the little goat go away she sprang with great leaps in amongst the others almost unheeded the day had passed and now the sun was beginning to sink behind the mountain heidi sat quietly on the ground gazing at the harebells and bluebells as they shone in the golden light watching how the grass took a golden hue and how the rocks above began to shimmer and flash when suddenly she started to her feet shouting peter peter it is burning it is on fire all the mountains flame and the great snow yonder in the sky look look the highest peak is glowing oh the beautiful fire now look peter it has reached the eagle's nest see the rock see the pines everything burns it is always like that but it is no fire said peter kindly what is it then cried heidi and ran about in every direction to look for she could not see enough of it standing still it was so beautiful everywhere what is it peter what is it she asked again it comes of itself explained the lad look look now she screamed in the wildest excitement just this minute it is all as red as roses look at the snow and those high pointed rocks oh the lovely rosy snow and all over the rocks are roses oh now they are growing gray it is going it has all gone peter and little heidi threw herself on the ground looking as unhappy as if there were an end to all beauty in the world it will be just so again to-morrow said the lad get up we must go home now so he whistled the herd together and they set out on their homeward track heidi scarcely spoke a word until the alm hut came in sight and she saw her grandfather sitting on his bench outside waiting for the goats then she ran to him quickly with schwinley and barley at her heels peter called out come again to-morrow good-night he was very anxious for heidi to go again and the child gave him her hand promising to go to-morrow and bidding good-bye to the departing goats she put her arm about the neck of little snowball especially saying good-night snowball sleep well don't forget that i am going with you again to-morrow and you must not bleat so sadly again the goat looked at her with friendly eyes and then sprang joyfully after the others then heidi came back under the pine tree calling out before she could reach her grandfather oh it was so beautiful the fire and the roses on the rock the blue and yellow flowers so she told him all that had happened during the day particularly about the fire at sunset and she begged him to explain it to her for peter knew nothing whatever about it yes said her grandfather the sun does that when he says good-night to the mountains he casts his most beautiful beams across them so that they will not forget that he is coming again in the morning this pleased the little girl and she could scarcely wait until the morrow she was in such haste to go again to see the sun bid good-night to the mountains but first she must go to sleep and she did sleep through the whole night soundly in her little hay bed and dreamed of pink mountains covered with roses in the midst of which snowball jumped gaily about end of section sixty eight recording by candace Dallas, texas